Uh, I'm not really excited for when we do Lord of the Rings. I don't think they aged well. We will. We'll do oh, blast! I don't think many people agree with me, but I also kind of feel that about the books too. Interesting. So interesting. I don't know. I'm kind of a hater at this point. Wow! Wow! You're you're an LOTR hater. Why? I'm not an LOTR hater. It's like I don't think they're all that and a bag of chips, you know. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Not Your Father's Movies. I'm Vito. I'm Mike. And I'm Jesse, and we are the Dad Fathers returning at you with some Jedi energy. (laughs) That's right, because we're finishing out our trilogy of the OG Star Wars here with Star Wars Episode Six: Return of the Jedi. How are you guys feeling tonight? I'm feeling like uh, I've returned. Good. Good. Yeah. Appropriate. Yeah, I feel like I've returned from a 200-year-old slumber or 30 years, I guess it was for the Jedis. Yeah, a long time. Mm-hmm. A long time. They're returning after, you know, it's a long time, especially when I was a kid thinking about this, like, oh, where does this all fit into the chronology? You know, the new episodes are coming out. And I was like, 30 years. Wow, so long. And then I got older and I said, you know what? Like, that's not that long. <laughs> like, they haven't been gone that long. They're already the stuff of legend. Legends aren't made in 30 years. That doesn't make sense. Anyway, but we're talking about this to close out our Star Wars trilogy. We'll have that and many more spicy takes here to come. I mean, Joe Exotic <laughs> is already a legend. This is true. Joe Exotic <laughs> is a only legend. a year and a half years old. <laughs> <laughs> already doing some super illegal stuff for being of that age. <laughs> Man, I can't believe we're bringing up Joe Exotic in, in a Star Wars episode. What are, what are we doing? Yeah, oh, we're, we're doing, we should be doing Star Wars. This tells me, this is like that, that joke though, right? Tell me you're a millennial without telling me you're a millennial. It's bringing up Joe Exotic in a Star Wars episode. Oh, yeah. I guess so, yeah. <laughs> but we're doing this, uh, we're closing out our trilogy of these childhood classics, these dad movie classics. I'm just going to start really quick with who's changed in some of the cast and crew. This one is directed by Richard Marcond. I think I'm saying this correctly. Just like our, our last director, this is kind of a workman-like guy. He's been around a long time, done a lot of different stuff. Most known, question mark, for doing a movie called Jagged Edge, written off of a Joey Esterhaus script. It stars Jeff Bridges and Glenn Close. He was the seventh choice about, behind people like Spielberg himself, David Lynch, and David Cronenberg. And these would have been uh, much different movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you'd like to know what a sci-fi epic looks like when it's directed by David Lynch, you can always go watch Dune. <laughs> that's always available to you. Yeah, <laughs> no. uh, at least we can say that is much worse than this. And I like where this came out. But I was just trying to do the thought exercise, like Steven Spielberg doing such a rousing crowd pleaser like Return of the Jedi. That's a home run in my book. Yeah. Why did he not do it? Was he just uh, busy he with busy. other projects? Yeah. He was busy. It was going to take a lot of time. He wasn't sure he wanted to step in yeah. a lot of stuff, but he and Lucas are obviously buddies right. and, uh, you know, collaborated a lot over their careers. Right. right. Uh, but what did he end up doing instead? Let's look here. Let's consult the old Wikipedia. So this is 1983. So if we're going to look at Spielberg in 83, I'm guessing he's doing close encounters at this time. Uh, let's see. E.T. is 1982. So yeah, he's busy. All right. So, so E.T. instead. So he's got uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark in 81, um, mm. which he worked on with Lucas, right, on the script, and he directed and produced it. Then we have E.T. in 1982, and then he also directs a segment in Twilight Zone, the movie, and then Indiana Jones' Temple of Doom in the next two years. 
So this yeah, guy he's is got a lot going on. Yeah. And let's see. Although if I had to say, if I could only have Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom or Steven Spielberg doing Return of the Jedi, I would pick Return of the Jedi like every time. <laughs> that would have been yeah. something else. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No questions. No questions asked. <laughs> Lay it to rest, Your Honor. So we're not big fans of the Indiana Jones 2, but some people do those, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, that was actually the first one that I saw. Weird. It was really weird. It's at my cousin's house. It's yeah. Like, Let's watch Indiana Jones and Temple of Doom. Uh, and he like, like, pulls out his heart. <laughs> like, what is this movie? <laughs> and before that, they monkey heads? Yeah. They do, yeah. Monkey brains, I think. Monkey brains. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. In the head, or... though. They have, like, the head... Yeah, I have a very visceral memory of this, apparently. <laughs> and then there's a, a, the really annoying little kid. Short Round. Yeah. Short Is his round. name Short Round? I believe so. Oh. Yeah, not not a lot of racial sensitivity back in uh, 1983. I, I thought that he was going to be a bigger part of the other two movies, but nope. I, I keep, maybe he's going to come back in five. Maybe. Um, but this is written by Richard Marcond and Lucas, but also Lawrence Kasdan. I don't know if we've mentioned Lawrence Kasdan to this point, but he should be mentioned. Writer on many of the Star Wars movies, 4, 5, 7, and Solo. But he's also known for Body Heat, The Big Chill, Silverado, and White Earp. Not a lot of changing hands, though. we got the same basic cast, same basic crew. we got Billy D coming back as Lando um, for Episode 5. We have basically all the friends and family that we've come to know and love across these, these two movies all coming back to make this one concerted effort to overthrow the empire. That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, I just found out something that blew my mind. Billy D. Williams is 84 years old. It's incredible. It's incredible. He's lost none of his charisma. No, not at all. <laughs> I still would not trust my wife around him. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't trust you around him. I don't think I would either. <laughs> oh, Billy. Um, <laughs> I do have to ask, though, given all of this sort of buildup that we've been doing, we've been relying so heavily on nostalgia to do these episodes. Maybe I'll start, actually start us off. I have probably the most nostalgia for any of these movies about this one. Um, this is the mm. one I, I definitely watched the most number of times because it's so much fun, so action filled. And like I would watch episode five, but it was so creepy and atmospheric and dark and heavy. And especially, you know, Luke striking down uh, Vader down there in Yoda's planet, right? And then seeing his own yeah. face. Confusing imagery for me as a child. But this one was easy. This one was easy to digest. The message was there. I was similarly as Luke, a really angry kid. And so seeing the same temptations towards like losing your temper and lashing out at others played out in this really satisfying way. And then finding that curbing those desires uh, to hurt is actually like what you should be doing. And the movie wants you to do that was really impactful for me as a kid. And I, I remember just watching that end fight between Luke and Vader and then, you know, Vader and the Emperor just over and over and over again and really absorbing. Mm. That's actually part of where my love for choreography also began was really? seeing that interplay. This, this is the first legit lightsaber battle yeah. that we have. Because, like, the one between Obi-Wan and Vader can't count. They don't really do anything. No, just kind of like wave his, their lightsabers around. Yeah, it's lame because uh, at that time, as Lucas has said, his conception of the lightsabers was that they were so powerful, you were spending most of your energy like keeping it still. Oh, wow. And that's why there's so little anything going on is he yeah. wanted to show these like totemic pieces of power that these otherworldly beings could, could wield. 
And then episode five comes along and he's like, well, it's actually probably better, actually, if they can swing him better. Yeah. And then six comes along and he's like, I don't know. It's a they're sword swords. fight. They're swords, <laughs> but they're lasers. They're awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is obviously clearly the best way to go. Oh, yeah. Oh, by far. Yeah. By like if the final scene had just been uh, a repeat of the Obi-Wan Vader scene of them just like basically standing still and moving the wrists a little bit. That yeah. would have yeah. been so, uh, so disappointing. That, that's yeah. cool, though, because uh, with Kylo Ren, like his his lightsaber, like they they carried that into the sequel trilogy. Right. Um, because his lightsaber, like what's so cool about it is that it's very unstable. And right. It's, it's got to have like. The cross guards. Yeah, the cross guards. Yeah. But those are also just like Vents. the power is being vented out there. And he's like, he has so much rage. And it's, yeah. yeah. It's interesting that they brought that idea forward into probably the best part of the sequel trilogy, which is Kylo, Kylo, Kylo Ren's Ren. lightsaber. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is you know what? Part. I'm going to allow that. Yeah, no, yeah. Kylo Ren's yeah. lightsaber is freaking it, awesome. It's, it's, <laughs> I've thought more about that than anything else in the movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is the best part. Man, I love that lightsaber. I also love how like it squiggles a little bit as it goes I love up. that. And yeah. you can, but you can hear it squiggling, yeah. too. Yeah. That's so rad. Yeah, the sound is awesome. But yeah, it just I spent so many Saturday afternoons with my, my VHS tape copy that had been recorded off of TNT. Like watching this over and over and over again, fast forwarding the Ewoks and just getting to the action, get me to the action. And it's so satisfying and still really, really good. Even looking at it today, they're very competent, thrilling sequences. Yeah, that, that's where a lot of my nostalgia comes from. But how about you, Jesse? Real quick. Did you fast forward even the Ewok action scenes? No, so I had a very specific viewing order. I would start the movie, watch all the way through the Tatooine stuff up until, you know, obviously that's all over. Then I would fast, obviously fast forward the crushingly boring conversation between Obi-Wan and Luke and Yoda and Luke. It's <laughs> long. Right past that stuff. <laughs> and then I would do some of the Endor chase scenes, like the speeder scene is great. Mm. Fast oh, forward yeah. some of the other stuff. And then basically right when we get to Luke offering himself up to Vader, that's where I'd hit play again. And that's where like the third act really begins. And the third act is, I don't know, half the movie. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. A yeah. third of the movie. Yeah. I think it's actually okay. a good third of the movie. I think it's a third, a third, a third. I think I'm going to say that. You can say that. I think, yeah. I think the, the last third is longer than the middle third. That's possible. Although I don't think it's is, worth arguing about this. There is a lot of, of stuff though, with the whole like treating C-3PO as a God. Yeah, and like like yeah, they treat C-3PO as a god for a long time, and then they have like the meeting uh, where Han Solo, you find out Han Solo is a captain. This he's like true. making fun of Billy D. Williams for being yeah. a captain, and then he's also a captain. I forgot about that. They've got and all they, that sort of they stuff. They have to sneak onto the planet, and they send the code. And, am I, yeah. am I, you might be right. Yeah. You might be right. Yeah. We'll have to find the timestamps. Um, yeah, no idea. Yeah, I'm just going to say that they're that you're both right. Thank you. Oh. Thank you. I think we'll ask, we'll ask a, a former uh, past guest from episode four, John, to weigh in on yeah. the exact timestamps. He'll know. John, let us know. <laughs> but Jesse, your nostalgia for this. Oh, oh, the force is strong with this one. Uh, <laughs> I, I think it's, yeah, I share the same sentiments as Vito. Like, I watched the fourth one, and the fifth one is always really depressing, and this is one I'm always looking forward to. This is the most rewatchable, when I was young, at least. Right. Because, like, first off, my boy C-3PO, he gets treated as a god. Yes, <laughs> finally everybody realizes. I know, I know this, this is, is the third time that we've done this, but I'm still like, I'm still surprised again that you love C-3PO so much. I, I quickly grabbed that. I was C-3PO for Halloween, like three Halloweens in a row. 
It's just amazing. <laughs> I was kind of outgrowing the costume by the time year three rolled around. Like, my parents are like, oh, your son is interesting. <laughs> Jesse, hold on to your, your seat there. Um, my wife has actually met Anthony Daniels. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, I know. I know. Did she know? Not really, actually. She was like, who are you? <laughs> no, he asked, like, who had seen them, and she hadn't seen it. And so, like, ha half the room didn't. They were singing. My wife sings. And they were singing in, like, uh, the chorus for something um, at, like, the Hollywood Bowl or something. He was asked, like, Who's, who loves Star Wars here? And, like, half the room didn't raise their hands because she didn't see it. And, yeah. <laughs> he was like, this is the weirdest thing ever. And it's like the Korra Ratama thing, you know. The... <laughs> Jesse, you're what? Saying. I know. How are there that many people who haven't seen Star Wars? I I don't know. I guess the people who are like into singing and the people who are into Star Wars is not a lot of crossover there. I don't know. I beg to differ, sir. I think I... people that sing love Star Wars normally. Jesse's <laughs> into singing. <laughs> I, I like singing. I enjoy and singing, I singing also... thoroughly. <laughs> <laughs> If you were to come into my home when I am showering, you would know. I sing. <laughs> yeah, well, I would have loved to have met Anthony Daniels and to have uh, raised my hand yes. for that chorus. And been like, but... I was you for Halloween three years in a row. And then like, that's weird, but I appreciate you. <laughs> he would have like signed my belly or something. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Never wash yeah. the belly. <laughs> at least then Jesse would have a reason <laughs> yeah I mean I don't doubt so at least I yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway so I loved it I loved it for C-3PO I loved it yeah for the for the chase scene on the speed racers like that's really cool it's also the precursor for the pod race that happens in episode one which right. I realized this time around I'm, now I'm like oh that's so obvious and never noticed that and also, I, I loved it as, like, a conclusion of everything. Like, uh, you know, when everybody on all the different planets are all dancing around so happy or whatever, I always thought that was really cool. Which I, I realize now is not, like, the original movie. Because it the is original, not. The original is the Yubnub. Yubnub. The Yubnub song. Yes, which is now gone. It is It is out of existence since, I think, 2004. And now... With the the final retooling of this, which I think happened in 2011, the original Yubnub is gone from the 1983 version and has been replaced by the overview of all the different planets that we've yeah. seen along the way. Because it's assuming that everyone who's watching Star Wars Episode Six both has forgotten the first time they've seen Star Wars Episode Six and has also just finished the prequel trilogy. I mean, yeah. So, like, I I grew up watching the old version, but like. I enjoyed the new ending so much that I forgot the Yub Nub existed until years later. That makes honest. me so sad. Mike did the yeah, same, same thing, here. I, yeah. I just, Vito has been talking about this for weeks about how it doesn't have the Yub Nub anymore. And I'm like, I, I don't remember what that was, but then he just sang it to me. I did. Speaking Poorly. of people who love singing. <laughs> um, and uh, it, it all came back. It flooded back. This, this rush of memory that was unlocked do, by do, 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 do. Yeah. No, yeah, no. yeah. Do, 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 do. It's yeah, so much no. simpler. Yeah. It's great. Whereas you cannot hum the current end theme, mm -hmm. which is really a shame. Yeah. Because it's it's like it's like nothing music. It's filler to show you the galaxy. Yeah. And really, it used to be just like this is the Star Wars house party. Yeah. Like this is where people are getting crazy. They're drumming on on. As a kid, I didn't. As a kid, I didn't know 
that there was a person inside the stormtrooper outfits. I thought they were like robots. <laughs> so you thought that those heads... I thought they just took the head off the heads. robot and they're just yeah. like banging on... And you know what? There's nothing in this film to contradict that. Well, That's I mean, true. like, they wouldn't make a good sound. It doesn't make like a good sound, sound now. Drums. It sounds like crap now. <laughs> so I could I, I could see that being filled with a head. <laughs> and these yeah. Ewoks are bloodthirsty. They are. They but, are very right, even Even in the multi-planet version, which... In my opinion, is is better. Like what I want to see, I want to see the Empire has fallen. I want to see the whole galaxy. It's funny because uh, in this in this ending, like we haven't seen some of those cities. We haven't seen Coruscant, and we haven't seen Naboo, which it shows. Yeah, yeah we haven't seen like, Naboo in forever. Yeah, I haven't seen that in a long time. But like, I I love the idea that it's an entire galaxy celebrating the Empire's fall. That I think is really cool, and I I've always been drawn to that. Like it's finally like I'm seeing the galactic repercussions of them blowing up the Death Star. That's exactly what I want to see at this moment. And then you go and it cuts to the the bears, and you see the or sorry the Ewoks, and, <laughs> the, the Care Bears, <laughs> the Care Bears, the giant Care Bears, and you see them, and they're they're still you still see them drum and doing somersaults and or whatever. Yeah, like you still get a mix of both, but I I prefer the galactic repercussions. I I, I agree with you, man. I, well, I don't know if I prefer it, but I do like it. I think that it's cool. I remember when I yeah. saw it for the first time, being like, "Oh yeah, that makes sense. This is the one mm-hmm. like change that I'm I'm digging." You know? Yeah, I think yeah, I'm just, it is I think the... I'm just against yeah. it on principle. Yeah, because we had a movie and the movie was done, and then there's a 1997 version of the movie. And now it's done. Now there's a 2004 version of the movie. Now it's done. Now there's a 2011 version of the movie. And at a certain point, it's like, all right, that's enough. Like, especially with some of the other additions to this movie, I think it just makes it even worse. Like the brand new um, musical number at the beginning. Oh, it's terrible. Oh, it's horrific. And then the CGI characters that not blending at all with the real life (laughs) puppets. Horrifying. Plus the musical number is annoying as shit. All right, Mike has, sorry, Mike has a look oh, on his yeah. face that is so confused. So yes, the, the jazz singer sucks. Up at the beginning of and like Star he, Wars. He, he runs up, he runs up, and he's like singing, and like it's, yeah. it's, it's disgusting. Well, it's like a sexy alien lady with the long nose. You know, well, she, she's she's like. You're like, why are why are we spending? But, and then but there's, then the there's the other the guy who, the, who the... he runs up to the camera, <laughs> and you see like the spit that's yeah. really poorly. I CGI'd. hate that guy. Yeah, yeah. It, it's like it's like all the all of George Lucas's worst impulses. I'm sorry. So yeah. so when it, when it comes yeah. to changes in the movie, I'm like, just give me the 1983 one. Give me the cheesy effects. I don't give yeah. a shit. That's what I love. That's what we're here for. That that that's my perspective. yeah. Yeah. No, uh, you're totally right. Except for the final scene. That's the only one where I like. Oh, I actually like this better. And it's the only time of all the improvements that he's done throughout all the movies where I'm like, <laughs> yes, this is okay. The, the whole trilogy would be better if you hadn't touched them again. Yeah. It, it wasn't necessary. It's not like a necessary change, but it is something kind of cool. I kind of yeah, think I'm, cool. I'm glad you guys think it's cool. Yeah. I'm on team not cool. I'm on team yeah. grumpy. Give me the original. We, we do hear uh, one of the, what are they called? The Jar Jar Binks people? Yeah. Um, we, we saw. We saw freeze what you hear. And I'm like, that's, that's just, that's stupid. Stupid language that you created. Stop ending every word with saw. Yeah, <laughs> it it doesn't like, make it a different language. It <laughs> it's like my child could have come up with this language. Yes, on accident. Uh, yeah. And grew out of it the next day. Yeah. Like, could you imagine? How did he pitch that? Like, all right, guys, well, we're going to have a whole alien race and they're going to say saw a lot. 
Any objections? <laughs> so uh, I'm I'm George Lucas though, and if you look at these notes that I have from uh, 1981, it's, it says here that George, uh, George, you just wrote that on a napkin. No, you just no, wrote that on I a napkin know, no, today. I don't think so. No, and I have billions of dollars behind me. I wrote this down. You know, we're gonna make it. We George, we saw make movie. George, I saw you that night. You were super wasted. <laughs> you were hammered. Now, now listen. I was transcending the plane and communing. Uh, shut the f- up, <laughs> Jesse. Any other nostalgia with this movie? Yeah, I love. Yeah, I love this movie for a long time. It was my favorite Star Wars for a very long time, just because of the way it ends everything, and you finally see a real lightsaber fight, and it, it was the best for me. Mike, how how is this nostalgia for you? It's same, man. Exactly the same. Like, I, I guess, I guess as kids, we just weren't really into like character development because Hell no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like all through one and two, like I got to an age when I was like eight or something watching these, and, and I was like, I was no longer overly uh, amazed by the special effect. Like I was still amazed by the the effects and everything, but. But I was like, Luke doesn't really do anything. No. Luke is kind of a whiny baby. Yeah. Um, I want to see him, you know, fight with his cool lightsaber primarily. Yep. And uh, this is the one where he does. This is the one where mm-hmm. he has, you know, taken on the mantle of the Jedi Knight. And he's like, he's controlling things. And that was just awesome. The studio uh, note was like, make that lightsaber green, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I dug it in my favorite color from then forward. Until today, same it's green. Same man. Yeah. Nice. 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 Yeah. Yeah. It's green. Uh, the... And he fights a giant ass monster yeah! without a lightsaber, and that is still cool. Yeah. Super cool. Yeah. So, so, dude. But that scene though, like after he kills the Rancor and the the guy comes out, you know, like the Rancor. <laughs> mm-hmm. I the felt. Rancor I knew you'd feel bad for that guy. I have, I knew I have always felt like genuine sorrow for that for that poor guy. Like the guy's just there to take care of his rancor, you know. He wants to make sure he gets fed. <laughs> I, I don't always know. laughed I... really hard at that guy. It's like, yes. oh, look at this fat loser. <laughs> that monster just died. <laughs> I, I literally, when I was watching that scene a earlier this week, I saw that, and I, 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 I swear to you. I saw it. I said, I bet you Mike likes that guy. I, I saw it. I, I, was like, I, I was like, I hate this guy. This guy's like, Mike likes that dude. I know you got you guys are heartless. <laughs> yeah, no, heart. no, the, the scene that just sticks. I mean, there's there's several scenes from this that stick in my mind, but the one that sticks in it the most is Luke has picked up his lightsaber uh, in the duel when he he decides he's going to strike down the Emperor, but the Emperor doesn't go down quite so easily. It mm-hmm. turns out, and he's like trying to figure out what he's supposed to do, whether he should kill these people or should should he succumb to his anger or should he not. And he's under the uh, he's under the stairs at one point, yep. and half of his face is black and half of it is blue. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that was just like that was a seminal moment for me. I was like, oh my gosh, the symbolism here! Like he's half driven to darkness and the dark side, and he's half driven to the light side. Sort of like a yin yang. Yeah, thing. kind of a yin yangy type thing there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Kind of, kind of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That just blew my mind when I realized what was going on there. You know, the eight-year-old Mike, who's like excited to see Luke finally do something, right. seeing this again. Like, wait a second. You know, that was cool. Yeah. I like that. It was, that, it was kind of an awakening about movies with right. me. I was like, oh, whoa, you can visual do things with, oh, cool. with visual expression. Yeah. yeah. I think I had that reaction like years and years later. 
<laughs> my twenties. Like, oh yeah, look at that. Half his face is black. <laughs> I, I'm probably giving eight year old Mike too much credit. I think eight year old Mike was was streets ahead, as they say. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, to bring back because we yeah, haven't referenced we, we community know. in a while. <laughs> I love that. I love that we all. I love that we all as like dorky geeky yeah. kids were all like, yeah, this one rules, and now we're like, yeah. ah, that's yeah. fine. I don't know. But, but this movie also is like kind of a symbol of compromise for me. Because it, I, I would watch these with my older sister, and she, right. you know, she's my older sister. There's not too much difference in age between us. It's like a year and a half or something. And so um, her favorite was always five because of the lovey-dovey stuff, right, 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 primarily. And also, it's you know maybe a better story. And this was always my favorite. And there were things in here that she really liked too. Yeah. So it was like okay, there were parts of it that were for me. Like Tatooine was for me, right? But the Ewoks were for her. You know, oh. it was it was very much a, oh Jane. <laughs> this was a very give and take movie for me. A very light side, dark side movie for me, maybe. Yeah. Also, I, think you guys, I, I like that you guys were, were were still so different, and you are only like sixteen months apart. That's what's wild. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It is yeah. wild. I love how our podcast now has like a, a Jane's movie corner. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like between this and Pirates, right? Like so much, <laughs> and she'll never hear it. We're, we're going to get to Lawrence of Arabia at some point. Oh, yeah, we are going to do that someday. Someday, um, then we'll we'll really well, get into the the Jane stuff. <laughs> question before we move on from nostalgia: uh, When the Ewok like companion dies in that one fight scene, you guys know what oh, I'm talking about? Yeah. That always made me so sad. Oh, yeah. 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 The same happened for you guys where you, like, that yeah. bummed me out, like, almost to tears. Like, oh my, like, that Ewok was probably somebody's mother or father or something. <laughs> I was, I thought it was, was the, like, a, a mother and a child. And, yeah. like, the mother died. Yeah. And, like, the child was just left there alone, you know? I think Not now, now watching it, they seem like the same age, but. Oh, okay. I don't know. Yeah. I always envision it as being, like, a, I don't know, husband wife thing, but it's hard to tell gender. Yeah, they they all just make like, like they make they make dog noises, but they're yeah. walking bears. I don't yeah. know. But when he goes over and just like, like shaking, yeah, and he yeah. like is like I don't know, he's making gentle gurgling noises. Is that what the subtitles told you? <laughs> gentle gurgles. That's just what it always seemed like to me. Yeah, I don't know. Did you all have like strong reactions to the dying Ewok? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's another Ewok yeah. who dies. Okay, you brought this up before. Now, I have a memory. So do you remember there's there's an Ewok who's flying? He's got like a, like a I don't know, he's got wings. Mm, yeah. Um, that, that he's manufactured. They're not like, he's not a winged Ewok, but he has like a glider. Yeah. Um, and he's dropping little rocks on the, um, on one of the walkers, the Imperial walkers, or the chicken walkers. And then he gets shot down and he goes... And he goes down and he lands. Now, I have a distinct memory in my head of the walker stepping on him and crushing him. It is not in the version of the movie that I saw just a couple of days ago. The Disney Plus version. In the Disney Plus version. Do either of you have any memory of that? And when I said you asked this question, it's because you did ask me that. And I, I, I honestly couldn't tell you. Yeah. I, I, I mostly remember the one that Jesse was talking about, the, the sad Ewok being shot to death. Yeah. Ewok. The because first one that now that up. you've said it, that sounds so familiar. Right? But also that could be something that is sort of intentionally put into your mind. 
Like like the the ear being cut off in Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, yeah. Like you swear you saw it, but you totally yeah, didn't. but you didn't. Yeah, I would have thought there's <laughs> got to be a Reddit thread somewhere that's like slow mo versions of like every Ewok dying because someone hates the Ewoks enough. <laughs> I promise you, that's probably true. Of course, that's probably of course true. they do. Well, I'm probably just made it up. Well, actually, let's let's ask that question here. This is a good question because we're right here. How do we feel in general that Ewoks uh, do a do a little contrast then and now, Mike? Then and now, how do you feel about Ewoks? I liked Ewoks then. I like not as much as Jane, and like partially in reaction to her, I overstated my dislike of them. Makes sense. Um, Classic like get, move. Yeah, you know, just get under her skin a little bit. Um, I liked them then. I. I like them now they don't make any sense sure but they're cute they're cuddly yeah they i are. don't know yeah they like are. i'd love to cuddle one yeah it's like it's like cuddling a panda like they'll definitely yeah. rip your face off but dang it's soft yeah <laughs> they're super cute what about you i i hate it i love the ewoks for a bit yeah then i began to hate the ewoks because all my friends hated the ewoks okay mm -hmm. and that's when i started the fast forward phase okay uh to get past them because they were stupid and for kids and i was an adult and as an intellectual and an adult at 10 years old, I wanted the, the battle of good and evil between right, Skywalker right. and his father and right. the emperor. But now, you know what? I don't mind him. It's some kitty yeah. shit. Yeah. And I, I don't like kitty shit when Lucas does it because I think Lucas looks down on children and is very condescending. But they're fine. They're fine. Yeah. Could the movie have been better without them? Perhaps. But I don't really know what you do instead. What do you think, yeah. Jesse? I mean, looking at it now, like, why couldn't it have been Wookiees? This is because they're not on Kashyyyk. Kashik. Kashik. There's three Y's. I know. Why? But they say Kashik. What if it was like a lost thing of Wookiees, you know? I... Where Chewbacca can't even speak their language. Or what if it's like Chewbacca that's the god instead of C3PO? It's true. Like, yeah. But this is this is 1983. This is peak for dumb kid shit. You know, yeah. like the eighties yeah. is where we get a lot of this, like this stuff. Yeah. Also, like, yeah, there was, you know, Leia golden bikini, like, you know, master yeah, right. slave thing going on with uh, with Chewbacca at the beginning of the movie, like Jabba. kid shit. Yeah, Jabba, that's right. Uh, <laughs> Chewie would never do that. We're in some fanfics <laughs> there, <right>. Jesse. <laughs> oh, 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 the images. That's terrible. Yeah, no, that was Jabba. But, like, this is clearly not meant for kids. Like, it's sort of, like, this is pretty meant for kids, right? This is, like, like, the most the most kid-friendly of them all while sporting some of the least kid-friendly scenes. Yeah. Yeah, like, the whole first act. The whole first act is pretty gritty and kind of dark. Yeah, um, monsters. Yeah, we're talking about, like, a crime syndicate mm -hmm. and, and their house and their... For, I don't know, they're gambling, drinking, and I guess they've already done that in Star Wars, but like they've got bad jazz. Well, yeah, super this is, bad jazz. <laughs> this is like, you know, sent millennia later of House Harkonnen. This is what we're looking at. <laughs> the Barons have just turned into huts. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. So the Ewoks don't make sense to me now, but back then I, I will say that I did love them. I thought they were great. You know, they were it was another alien race to enrich the star wars universe for me that's what they were and they, uh, they brought down that walker pretty handily yeah yeah so they were that useless. was really cool a couple of them uh so you know clearly logs versus machinery will win <laughs> yeah <laughs> every time every time nature always conquers machines right i nature, think nature uh 
finds a way. Yeah, you yeah. did it. You got it. Yeah. Dang you. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, now it's just like, I, I don't know. I think they could have been any other creature besides Ewoks, and it would have been fine. And would have fit the tone a little better. This is fair. This is fair. I, I, I can I can see both. I, I like the yeah 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 okay memories. okay just just to like really get in here though oh, like to shit. really Whoa, get in let's get it could it be walk. another creature like so Jesse Jesse had a pretty compelling case for the Wookies well but the Wookies are strong hunters indeed they are they would bow to no man the the so so the whole wait have the Wookies motion? been massacred by the way I don't know because I, I don't know Revenge of the Sith massacred because the because of the fight on Kashyyyk no. No, they're not massacred, as we learned in the Christmas special. <laughs> Mike, okay. I'm sorry to interrupt either, either you for way, that. Either continue. way, <laughs> either way, like the whole the whole like uh, motion forward of the movie is the fact that they get captured by these creatures who are unfamiliar with the technology and with like like basically like the, this indigenous cr- species or whatever. Primitive, they're, yeah, they're very primitive, and like they see see three P on their minds are blown. They're like he's a god. And they're not especially competent um, when it comes to dealing with the outsiders, right? Yeah. It couldn't just be any creature. It couldn't be the Wookiees. It would have to be a similarly primitive society. Well, to keep the same flavor, but you don't need to do that. Yeah. But then yeah. you've got a whole other movie. Well, yeah. You, 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 have, one or, proposing. Oh, okay. you have one or two things. You have like similarly primitive society so it could be like you know an offshoot of wookies that like abandoned i don't know their planet years ago and now they're here wild wookies wild wookies why not and you have chewbacca and han solo like running the show able to translate Mm. things and are still out and still you know not familiar with technology or whatever but you could also just have you know a band of rebels that have been there for maybe a long time or maybe it's just like a group of locals who really want to get back at the empire and have not had don't have the technology or the money to do so. And here is a bunch of people like giving them a bunch of guns to go do that. Like you can have that storyline too. And that would result in the same thing. All they need yeah, to do yeah. is take down the space. That's yeah, all they really okay. need to do. It'd be like that. And they, and they need a primitive, lo- primitive locals generally, yeah. but yeah, you they, could change they, it up a little bit and it wouldn't, it wouldn't hurt it too bad. Yeah. You need, okay. I think they need like a storyline where people go off and have conflict with yeah. uh, the local tribe down there or whatever. Uh, with yeah, and people. then but then they have to come together mm-hmm, yeah. to because only through unity can you destroy like the in, like in yeah. James Gunn's The Suicide Squad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's literally, actually literally just that. <laughs> okay, I see. Right. I see. I, I, I don't understand the hatred of the of the Ewoks. There's people who like they just have hatred of the Ewoks. I used to be that, but that was because I was I was a, I was a little edge lord. Yeah, was like everything must 10. be serious and insane. Yeah, and this is some stupid kitty shit. I mean, it's it's not it's stupid, yeah. but like, isn't all of this a little bit? <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I mean, it's not even good yin yang stuff going no, on here. No, like, it's quite sloppy. Yeah, but I, I yeah. think it, it, it's a it's a point well well said, Jesse. I I, I see what you're saying. I and I agree with it. Yeah. I think that's the only reason I don't like the Ewoks, but yeah, I I think they're mostly they're, they don't bother me as much as when I was ten either. Like when I was ten, that really bugged me for some reason. You know, I wanted I wanted Star Wars to be edgy. Yeah. <laughs> if I had Ewoks seen Rogue aren't One, edgy. if I had seen Rogue One when I was ten, that would still be my favorite movie of all time. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, given given that this is not that, but it is a little bit that, Jesse, I think you've already answered this, so maybe you can start us off the when slash will because you already have. That's right. I already have. Yeah, so I already have. And What did, what they, did they think of it when they first saw it? They just liked it. Yeah, I think, you know, they le- they liked the Ewoks. They thought the Ewoks were cool, but also they were a little scared of the Ewoks because they might hurt everybody. Yeah, I, overall, they just, they liked this movie. For them, it was just like, it was just like seeing the other, the other Star Wars. And I was not hyping this movie up to be like the last of the original trilogy or anything. Because like, well, I don't know. We've got like seven more Star Wars movies to go. <laughs> so, so this was like a middle of the road Star Wars because it was literally in the middle of their Star Wars experience. So they enjoyed what they saw and it was just more Star Wars for them. Right. Uh, okay. I, I don't even think it stood out. You know, that does kind of make sense, I guess, when looking at at the whole spectrum, like the, the prequel trilogy is so amazing technologically. The sequel trilogy is also amazing technologically, and they both do a lot of interesting stuff. There's a lot of high drama that these original three can feel kind of muted. Yeah, know? especially this one, maybe, yeah. because it doesn't have the baseline, like, good story. I mean, like, it's not a bad story, but it's just like, it's not a, that good of a story. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, it doesn't fully fit together in some ways. Like, I don't really see how Tatooine I, I, connects. I don't think so either, oh, but I, I really yeah. feel like this this one should have nailed that landing of, this is the end of Anakin, you know? Yeah. And it really, it really should have felt like that. But yeah. at the time, they didn't know that. Right. Lucas could tell them all that all that he wanted, that no, this is actually the, the conclusion of my actual character story. Yeah. But until he makes the prequel, you don't feel that. And even retroactively, when they put Hayden Christensen in at the end scene, it uh, doesn't it, it takes away. Actually it doesn't. Yeah. The, yeah, it doesn't yeah. make the connection that he yeah. wants to make to make you feel the weight of these six movies. Yeah, actually, I yeah. think that it, it really takes away from the weight of it, because what it shows is that, like, there's no real forgiveness for the person who Darth Vader became. Yeah. He only goes back to being. Like just the hating Christian before you were before he was evil. Yeah. Yeah. And like the way it was before it was so better because this guy achieved redemption and you see him there like the the dude who was scarred like he's there. And I think the reason they didn't do that is because when you show up as a force ghost, no one shows up with a mechanical arm. So it it would have just been hating Christian (laughs) sitting without arms or legs (laughs) as a force ghost. (laughs) Wait, I'm sorry. Is the old force ghost, does he have a droid arm? I don't think no. He has he has his he has all of his own limbs. Yeah, okay. they're all that. But but then the older Anakin could not have appeared that way because of the rule. What? Do, do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, Wait, no. But he did appear. Jesse, Didn't Jesse, he appear? Jesse does not hang on. Yeah. I, so no, sorry, I don't get it. He if he was a forest ghost, he would not have appeared with his robotic limbs. But isn't that a rule that they put in after they'd already cause cause didn't didn't he show up as a forest ghost in he the did. end originally? And he, and he had all of his own natural he, limbs. Yeah. Yes. Because yeah. they didn't tell us that he had all artificial limbs yet. Right. Which is why also when they said like, oh, it doesn't make any sense why Darth Vader does the force choke with his hand, because it doesn't work because the force isn't being worked with his robotic arm. Right? Yeah, but like you see, I feel like this he, is this is why he, George Lucas would say that's why he used the Hayden Christensen because that's the last time that he was whole. That's stupid. I'm this just saying is, that's, yeah. that's a stupid reason. argument. This is a bad reason. <laughs> that is really bad. 
Like, I rules, love the idea. What rules does yeah. Star Wars follow? Like, where are the rules George it Lucas follows? Is. Like, it's just he makes up these <laughs> random rules. I'm sorry. Like, I, I, yeah. <laughs> they are random rules. Why? Like, I, I love the old Darth Vader coming back. He's, he's Anakin again, and he is, like, you see his, his mushy face. Right? Yes. Yeah. And he doesn't have a mushy face as a, as a Force ghost. He just has, like, an old man goatee or whatever. And it was it was nice. It was like, oh, that's who he should be. Not who I spent yeah. so many afternoons yeah. like envisioning that as Anakin, right? Like trying yeah. to do the whole like, what if he had never done that and he'd been Anakin Skywalker the whole time? And that the only visual reference I had was him as a Force ghost. Yeah, and, like it just it just like sparked my imagination in so many ways. And it's like, oh, he could have been another Obi Wan Kenobi. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, but given, and he, yeah, yeah. Well, and he actually achieves it too. Like that's the point of the Force yeah, Ghost yeah. is that he actually did achieve the like the greatness by overthrowing the Emperor. Yep. Yeah. Overthrowing the demon until. Oh <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna just shoot. And I, what I, I do love how that works though. It's because like you see Darth Vader and he's unconquerable from the beginning, and then you start seeing some emotional slip ups. A little bit in, in uh, The Empire Strikes Back and a little bit in this one. a little, Just a little bit more. You see he has an attachment to Luke. And then he gets zapped by the Emperor and he gets all deformed, right? And now you're like, oh, that's not the Darth Vader I know. And then he yeah. has his mask taken off. You're like, that's really not the Darth Vader I've ever known. He looks so weak. Yeah, yeah, you're pathetic. This is a pathetic yeah. man in a pathetic costume marching around with that Imperial march song going around with him and then you see him as this old man fully like i love that transformation because like it doesn't shock you by the time you see him as a force ghost you're like oh yeah i've seen darth vader change so much in the past five minutes that of course you could be that i i saw this i distinctly remember seeing this around the same time that i went to theaters to see star trek insurrection um which is my first star trek movie i ever saw do you you remember this one jesse (sighs) Was, was were those the people that did the facelifts? Yes. Yeah. That's exactly what I was going to mention because <laughs> I saw these right around the same time. And, and when I saw Darth Vader with the mask off, I was like, it's an insurrection guy. Because there's these <laughs> characters that for their faces, they, they have to, they put on faces that get stretched really tightly around their heads and then they get stapled in the back. It's super gross. That's <laughs> really But creepy. that's the first thing I thought of when I saw Darth Vader because his his skin looks yeah. looks like tacked on, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. In a good way. Yeah. Um, in, in a creepy gross way. way. In, a, in a good way. In a good way. <laughs> Your skin looks like it's tacked on. In a good in way. In a good way. Like that's what you're going for, right? <laughs> but I have to ask then, given given what we've been saying about how yeah. it's been changed and everything, like like Jesse, in in your opinion, I'll ask you too, Mike, is this a good ending to a movie? And wait, is it wait. a good ending to a trilogy? Hold on. Like, we asked me the question when or if what I showed oh, up. Oh, that's right. I don't think you two have answered. I know, but we're but we're right here because we're talking about the yeah, ending we, so clearly. Should, should we just talk so about it? So I kind of just wanted to ask the question here, and then we can we can keep. Is If that's okay. Do you not like that? Well, I mean, Jesse, oh, Jesse brought it back. Uh, I'm going to. I haven't. You're going to. Yeah. You haven't. Yeah. Right? That's, exactly. I mean, yeah. yeah. I, yeah I think we don't even all. need to do that, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah I, when when I do, it'll be after five, and I haven't done five yet. Yeah, so, same here. Um, yeah. yeah, but I, I mean, obviously, obviously, these, these are dad classics. We have to show oh, them. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. It, it, yeah. If if you're dad and you don't show it to your kids, then you know we should probably have a talk with you um, about myth and and what makes <laughs> life worth living. Uh. <laughs> obviously, Ewoks and 
arcs. I don't know. But yeah, yeah. speaking of then arcs and what makes life like does this. So you, you were going to ask, does this uh, is this a satisfying ending as a movie and also as a yeah. trilogy? Yeah. Are those those are two separate questions, right? I don't I think they're I think they're intertwined. OK, I think they're intertwined. But I, I would just say that because I don't think that any of these chapters I think they all they have to function as both. And this is like the early thing that we're seeing now with Marvel every three or four times a year, right? Like, does this function as a chapter or does it function as a movie? And they have to keep answering both, but sometimes to a greater or lesser degree, that's true. But right. I think all the Star Wars movies do a really good job of being their own movie, at least the first six. Do a really good job of being a, a full story, but still a chapter. And I think this is also that, I think it's a good culmination, not great, of the prior trilogy that we've seen. Um, we're, we're retreading a lot of shit. There's a new Death Star, mm -hmm. which is really takes up a lot of screen time and action. It's kind of cool, though. Like, I yeah. kind of dug that where it was like, yeah. oh, they've got to build it. Like, people built this. Damn. Right. That's crazy. Yeah. Still under construction. This thing is huge. It's still under construction. Of course, it takes yeah, like several years to build this. Yeah. yeah. I, I dug that. Yeah. So maybe as a movie, then, is it more satisfying than as a culmination of a trilogy? Like, if you'd, see, if you'd seen this in a vacuum, would you like it more? No. no yeah i nice. think it's like it less <laughs> mm -hmm. i mean like yeah i i enjoy that every question i've ever had about the other two movies are basically answered here yeah like i mean you mentioned that the yoda and obi-wan scenes as being boring and they are kind of boring but man like everything you've every question anybody had about the second movie are just answered right there yeah. What do you mean when you said another one? Oh, I mean Leia's your sister. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> there we go. Got the answer. <laughs> Why didn't you tell me he was my father? Well, from a certain point of view, <laughs> the most bullshit answer ever. But he does answer, right? It's true. This um, is true. It's it's a big exposition dump. Yeah, and then you know Yoda dies, right? So now he's not a Jedi. There's going to be no like Jedi Master. It just it, it rests entirely with Luke right now. And then at the end, like everything that you've ever wanted, you just you want Luke to become a Jedi. You want him somehow to be reconciled with his father in whatever way that is possible. And you know, that's not quite possible. And it turns out, yeah, it's still not possible. But his father should always be kind of a good guy. He does a good thing. You know, the Emperor, the Emperor dies. The, the new Death Star is destroyed. The Rebellion wins. How is this not like a... That is like everything I've wanted throughout this entire series. And that just checked everything off for me. Yeah. Yeah. I feel the same way. I think as a movie, like if I just saw this in a vacuum, I'd be like, why are we on Tatooine for so long? Because this doesn't yeah. seem to be very important to the integral story of Luke dealing with his daddy issues. <laughs> Sorry. But daddy uh, Vader. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, I think it I think it caps off the trilogy excellently. I mean, like, I, I don't know. I, I, I've been thinking a little bit about like the Han story. Like, why do we have the Han story at all? Because it's fun. Because yeah. it's yeah. fun. Like, it's a fun story. And it's fun to see sort of his world expand in this world of, you know, the scum, the, the hive of scum and villainy or whatever. Right. It is. Yeah. Um, expand going back to Tatooine to the homeworld. Like, like there's some things about it. Where it's like, oh, I can see how like there's sort of a myth type structure going back home mm -hmm. to Tatooine, but they don't like do anything with that. They're just like, yeah, he's on Tatooine, but he's not going to go like near his home or anything like that. Right. What's there to see there? Yeah, I guess. 
But I mean, it's not even. Yeah, it, it's not, we, we can't go back there though because Ray has to go back later. In that's right. Nine. That's yeah. right. When we really get the full yeah, you yeah. Know, hero hero's journey. But <sighs> look at Jesse's face. <laughs> I just remember that she actually ends up back on Tatooine at the very last scene. Yeah, I forgot it was yeah. Tatooine. I thought it was her home planet, which is also a desert. Planet. No, 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 no. She goes and buries the lightsabers from the Skywalkers, and then she announces that she is in fact a Skywalker. <laughs> I, everything about that movie is forgettable because that's what's Except important for, that is what's so important about star wars you get to choose what family you belong to that's right that's what they've been building towards the whole time anybody can be luke guys <laughs> <laughs> that's what they've said from the start that's why they've been watching him they've been watching too much fast and furious <laughs> familia <laughs> family <laughs> Yeah, I, I agree. I yeah. think I think it's good. It was it. This to me is also kind of like a definition of like a like a, a matinee. Yeah, like a like a hot Saturday afternoon that you duck into a movie theater at two o'clock and you emerge at like five and you're hungry, but you had a great time and it's a little bit cooler out and you got to cheer with your friends and, it, and you can make the jokes and quote the movie to each other as you eat dinner. Like I remember that very distinctly as a kid, and this movie has all the hallmarks. It's got the great action. It's got the uh, the huge confrontation that happens. It's got the amazing effects. It even has like the comic relief side characters. Yeah. It's got like the the lovable, cuddly things that are there to help the main heroes along. It's got the love. It's got all of it, right? Yes. Yeah. It, it it's really got Admiral Akbar. <laughs> it really reminds me though of like what George Lucas might have been thinking about back in the in the forties and fifties. About those Saturday afternoon serials, yeah, and trying to make that for a new audience, and I think he really did it. And I can't tell you the number of afternoons that I've seen this terrific ending, and kind of like what I talked about in the Before Sunset uh, episode with our collaboration with my movie fix is I feel like I'm always going to be having this endless like loop of memories um, every time I watch Return of the Jedi, and it's going to cycle all the way back through to when I was a kid again, and when I was a teenager, and when I was an adult, showing it to my kids, and I think it's going to happen over and over and i think it's due to that that lovely nature of this ending so i think it's a fantastic ending i think this yeah this is how it works this this is what we do cool i'm glad um, we all agreed on that point yeah and and speaking of this movie though and like those great things that we remember and love um i think that we might all pick it but for me it's 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 the the sequence with the emperor and darth vader and the fighting okay it that's that's the best for me watching luke square up with darth vader it was everything that we that I ever wanted. Everything. Like, almost nothing has ever topped the emotional weight of that fight. Even yeah. the fight between Anakin and Obi-Wan at the end of episode three, which is fantastic on Mustafar, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we got the music that's at playing. It's, it's literally at 11. Yeah. <laughs> it's so loud. And the fight, it goes on and on and on. And then it ends with this emotional crescendo with the twins being born and Padme dying. And, oh. From sadness. Yeah, from sadness. <laughs> She's lost the will to live. Um <laughs> Even that is still not as big a deal to me as as this. Yeah, I think about this all the time. It's my favorite scene. Is this is this your favorite? Is this your favorite? I mean, I do. Like, how can you not love that scene? Yeah, that that is everything that you've wanted Luke Skywalker to do this entire time. I think I think that scene solidifies why this is a good ending, right? Right? Like, you can't you can't say this this is a good ending and not have father and son duking it out in front of the emperor the emperor like egging it all on and you're like that's right douchebag <laughs> <But> yes <laughs> yeah. please listen to him. 
<laughs> it's it's a it's a move that like it works every time when you want yeah. a good end have father and son just fight yeah like is that a hot rod like you just gotta have father and son fight <laughs> like i think the scene is great and the sequence is great but i don't think it's my favorite though interesting the, the whole tattooing sequence that that is this is fair it's kind of my favorite like everything from like when c-3po gets to jabba's palace or yeah like you know. i i just took i i just had my favorite scene was like 40 minutes of the movie yeah, so. it, yeah. Is like, it is like 40 minutes <laughs> definitely, yeah <laughs> definitely cheating but yeah that whole sequence is is my favorite part of the movie you uh, see that was a close second for me but they they did they did a thing that i hated okay they took my favorite line out and they chuck they put in a different line so when when lando falls off the speeder and he's dangling over the sarlacc pit and Han lean, leans over to, and like is trying to get him, right? Yeah. And then the Sarlacc tentacle comes out. In the original, he's going to shoot, but he's blind, right? Yeah. And Lando says, don't shoot, you're blind. And he says, trust me, and just shoots and gets <laughs> it. And in this new one on Disney+, Plus, he says, it's okay, I can see a little better. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. stupid. <laughs> Which is awful. Because yeah. I love that line because it's so Han. Like, it's I don't, like yeah. you're gonna get eaten by the Sarlacc, or I might save you, or yeah. I shoot you in the leg. Who cares? Like, Let's uh, just, this is better. <laughs> like whatever it is that happens, I try. Like that's what's important. <laughs> I need to be able to live with myself. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, and then the unfortunate change with the the CGI aliens that we've already discussed. It's so stupid. Like they have like these women dancing and then a CGI monster dancing with them. Yeah. And it's, it's so gross and she doesn't fit. It's, but yeah, I've always, I've always loved like the, the Java underbelly. I've always like, I thought that was really interesting that here's a crazy weird crime syndicate. They have like, you know, a pleasure barge or whatever that thing is. I don't know. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah, I've always thought that was really cool. That that seemed to be genuine Star Wars world building. And sometimes yeah. you like, you know, with Hoth you you get like, I don't know, an ice planet and it doesn't turn out to be that interesting, but here you have <laughs> something totally different than the whole Empire Rebellion thing being thrown into Star Wars for the first time and I, I've always really enjoyed it. Besides the the Leia golden bikini thing. Which makes now listen, it, it's really if you'd asked me at 10 years old, I would have said this is my favorite thing about this. <laughs> <laughs> As a father, I'm going, oh, man, do, do we need, do we, do we have to do this? Yeah, we to do like this. my daughter was like, what, what happened to her clothes? <laughs> they took like, them because of spy shit. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, I, she, yeah, the bad guys took them. <laughs> That's all they got for they you. They didn't have any I, that would fit her. <laughs> I... <laughs> I couldn't even go into detail and like maybe maybe you shouldn't be seeing the Star Wars. I don't know. I don't yeah. want you thinking about this right now. It's, That's the only uncomfortable thing in why. George, if you're yeah. gonna do CGI, like put a few more clothes on Leia. Come on. George's like, like no, respect, no, no, it's, 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 it's a traditional Hutties yeah. uh, uh uh dancing costume. You, she needs to wear it. You, George. <laughs> That's what I say. Well, you know what? You can say that on your way out, loser. <laughs> The scene when they're fighting, when they take them to the Sarlacc pit, from that point forward, I think is is my most rewatched part of this movie. Right, I loved mm. it so much. Like Luke just laying into these lame R two shooting out the, the yeah. lightsaber. Oh my gosh! It. Yeah, he does the yeah. the force jump flip yep. and like catches himself. I mean, these people are 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 pretty stupid. I have to say. Yeah, you know, 
like they they untie him before throwing him into the sarlacc like who does that idiots yeah. that's who that's who but man i loved it and 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 boba fett mm-hmm. he's here and he's just an idiot he dies like, so quickly <laughs> he, he, he runs he just, into the side of a ship and falls down yeah <laughs> <laughs> well he just like he keeps trying to like shoot and like use all of his cool like tools and stuff but then, like, the stupid other people just keep whacking him and, like, Han and Luke keep, like, bumping into him and, and making I, I, I it, can't wait like, to see fire the book, off. The book of Boba Fett to figure out, like, exactly how are they going to redeem this character as a badass in our eyes. I don't understand why people are like, he's so cool. Or he whatever. doesn't do like, anything they, cool at all. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, there's something about it. I don't know. He um, looks it's cool. his outfit. I mean, yeah. the Mandalorian is basically Boba Fett the show. Only That's just true. doesn't have him in there. The Mandalorian, <laughs> well, no, the Mandalorian is Jango Fett, who is always way cooler. Jango did some crazy shit back when. Yeah. You know? But in yeah, in, in Attack of the Clones. He does some crazy shit. It's not his fault he gets his head cut off with a lightsaber. <laughs> <laughs> have you guys played Knights of the You've played Knights of the Old Republic. I have. Have you played Knights of the Old Republic? Uh not very much, no. Like Okay, the minutes. Mandalorian lore in that is some badass shit man like this stuff is so cool they've got these droids that they they like fly when they invade a planet they like jump in this droid and go from outer space like like, through the atmosphere yeah like mech suit type things that's what i want to see like gundams well they're not gundams though because they get down there and they're just in like their normal armor and they're just like carrying these massive machine guns but they're not gundams okay so it's like it's like uh, ripley and aliens in the suit less less so like they're holding on like i don't know how to describe is it like it. edge of tomorrow i i don't i don't know it's it's just it's very cool i kind um, of remember these i don't i, don't I, well. th- th- I want to see knights of the old republic made into a movie yeah or like even before knights of the old republic oh of the older republic yeah before there were knights can we find can we find mm. the random settlers of a really old republic <laughs> <laughs> could we find the the creators of uh of the jedi like, yeah. I don't know who those guys were. Dude, no, also, but those those games go into that stuff, man. It's like, it's some really cool stuff. Like, the origins of the Sith. I, I don't know if any of it's canon, but it's like, it's fu- really fun world building as far as it goes. Like, the Sith were actually, according to Knights of the Old Republic, I'm going super nerdy. Here, yeah, you are. Do it. But it's just about a video game, so that's cool. I don't know. <laughs> but, they like, the Sith were a species, and, like, the species, you know, they, they learned how to use the Force and developed into the Sith as we know them today, which is, like, it's not just, you know, the species of, of people. It's, like, you can, you know, you've got Darth Vader, who's, like, a human. Right. Whatever. And there's weren't a there, planet, like, the home world of the Sith. Bunches of Sith? Yes. There were bunches. Yeah, not just yeah, two. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that was a later rule. That's a, that's a this nine movie thing. This is like thousands of years before the Star Wars yeah. trilogy as we know it. A long, before long, the Republic, long time ago. Before any of this, so it's like it's barely connected to well, the old Republic, oldest Republic. <laughs> I guess Knights of the Oldest Republic. I guess there was a Republic. So basically, like like as we're seeing the Ewoks now, yeah, this would be like the Ewoks back then. <laughs> So this is a this is a hard connection to make. Okay, yeah, this is this is spiraling out again. <laughs> I was gonna yeah. say audible mention for favorite scene is Billy D. Williams and the alien on the oh, yeah. Millennium Falcon for just eons screaming hilarious, ah! like, like just being having so much fun, yeah. and then finally blowing up the Death Star. Like, oh that yeah, was, that, was that is a pretty great. Yeah, the whole scene at the end when they're like blowing up the Death Star is, is that's a great scene. It really is. They're really, it, the movie does such a great job of like doing that 
and then the throne room and then Endor, you know? It really does an excellent job of jumping between these three storylines and these three three crises occurring. And they have to they all have to happen. Like they put it, it's so much fun because they put it in this like time box where it's like everything has to happen at the right time and we don't know if it's going to. Yeah. Like are bring they going to be able to down. bring the shield down in time? <laughs> if they don't, then like the the fleet's going to get blown up. And like, but like, you can't pull it down too soon because then they'll blow it up too soon. And like, Luke will die and won't have the final confrontation with his father. And so it all has to happen. And then it finally does. It happens just perfect timing. So it's a good job of it. It's kind of impressive, yeah. actually, thinking yeah. about it now. It's like, that's, that's hard to do. Three storylines. All right, Lucas. Were they, and they were all <laughs> interconnected. And you, you, I guess at the end of the day, they're all really supporting Luke, right? Yeah. That's what they're all there. Because he has the longest yeah. one. Yeah. Like, his mm-hmm. his continues, right? Great okay. Shit. One thing that I guess I've, I've always wondered, especially given the prequel series, there's always that talk of Anakin being the chosen one to some prophecy that we've never, ever heard. Is is this the fulfillment of the prophecy? That he kills the Emperor? Is this? I always thought so. That's the only yeah. explanation that makes any sense. But Because Emperor Palpatine that... is the Phantom Menace. Um, yeah, that he's the disturbance in the force that Yoda feels, but can't quite nail down. They kill Darth Maul, and then like, no, wait, there's still other stuff. Yeah, like there's still something else there. And then in, in the Revenge of the Sith, when he's unveiled right after the, the attack by Mace Windu, and then you see Anakin fall, and that's why Obi Wan's so pissed. You were supposed to be the chosen one. Um, but here, no, this is the fulfillment, right? This is him winning. Like the the dark side is defeated. The Sith are dead. Yeah, but with the sequels, like, doesn't it just wash it all away? Uh, seven, eight, and nine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like they, yeah, it's, it's, especially, especially because Palpatine is not dead, actually. Right. Actually. Actually. (laughs) Um, No, like this has been, this has frustrated me to no end. Almost since like they talked about a chosen one, because I was like, wait, I know that he's dead now when I saw that first one. Yeah. And it was like 10 or whatever. I was like, I know he's dead and all he did was throw the emperor down, but did he defeat the dark side completely? Because at this point, I had some idea that there were other bad guys around there, and there were all these books that were around that I sort and, of and I think that, in. That, that's what they're saying though when when they establish the rule of two, right? Is they're saying because both Sith are dead, the Sith are dead, right? Because they wrote themselves into a little corner there. Yeah, and then they then they had to like find I, other I, shit to do. I just, I just never like I, I don't know. I've never found the rule of two compelling. I don't think it's very cohesive. It, in terms yeah, of how they, how they it, work it makes with no them. sense. Like, why yeah. is it that only two people at any given time will be bad Jedi? It's not chaotic enough and also too chaotic. Because then it's like, well, General Grievous, he's not a Jedi. That's right. He just uses Jedi shit because it's really Count Dooku and Palpatine. That's right. right. But then when Count Dooku is killed at the beginning of episode three, then it kind of leaves the door open for Anakin, right? Because of the dyad. But then it turns out a force dyad is a way different thing, unrelated to the rule of two. How dare you think that? <laughs> Wait, what's a force dyad? That's what Kylo Ren and, and oh, Rey that's are. Right. That's, that's why right. they talk to each other. Yeah, <laughs> so that stupid. was well thought out. None of this makes any sense. Is it all like going back to trying to do something with duality? Like being like, duality yes. is interesting. Can we do something with that? Yes. Is this, that what this entire, this is, like this all what, of the problems with, with Star Wars is? Is it just like, let's do something interesting with duality? And overwrite simplicity. I, I also yeah. wondered, this, this is another thing that I've always considered is like, maybe Anakin was never the chosen one because that, he's supposed yeah. to, the prophecy was, 
they say at some point is he was supposed to bring balance to the force. Right. But the thing is, right, if you got a dark side and you got a light side, if yep. you get rid of the dark side, then that means the light side is it's like if you think of the justice symbol, then the light side has all the weight down there. And it's not bad. Which is what they which is what they bring up in episode nine with Ray. Yeah. Her being the one. And then when she unveils her yellow lightsaber. That's at right. The end, and the yellow lightsaber is the, the symbol of, of Oh, that's right. But it used to be the symbol of like like a gray Jedi. Yes. Had the But, but they not changed that, that which is no stupid. such thing as a gray Jedi. Instead, she's moved beyond Jedi, and now it's that that's the true balance, is the doing away of the duality. You see, they were looking at it wrong all along. What they really should have done is not do any of that. <laughs> yeah, honestly, all right. I want to... <laughs> this okay. is just... So, well, well, this is where Star Wars lore kind of starts frustrating me. And, like, I know we're pinning it all in the sequels, but I think, like, th- there's shit in here that kind of bugs me. Especially with, like, emotions and stuff. Like, I'm not... I've never been sure... What is really being said about emotions? I know it's supposed to be like, all right, don't get angry. They, they that constantly hate. say that. Because, and hate leads to anger. Or no, fear leads fear. to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Uh, but so, that, so the first thing, though, is don't ever be afraid of anything. Right. Like, Stoicism. nothing. Nothing can make you afraid. But, but, like, they all... Like uh, Obi Wan establishes with Luke at the very beginning, like you have to feel, search your feelings. They they always say like search your feelings, like extend your feelings out or or shit like that. There's something about your emotions that is connected with the Force, and it's almost yeah. like if you if you stumble upon these bad ones inside of you, then you're gonna go down the dark path of the Force since the Force is connected with your internal being, and. So, like, I, I maybe I don't even understand, like, Luke's arc at this point, like, because he was told, like, to be stoic, basically, right? In uh, the fifth one, right? Conceal, He's, don't feel. Yeah. Conceal, don't feel. Don't let it well, go. Well, and, and Yoda says, like, <laughs> if you go and save your friends, like, they're all going to die. Like, don't, don't. Don't do that shit. Don't be worried about your friends. Like, let them die yep. and become a Jedi. And Luke's like, no, I'm going to worry about them and save them and win. You'll see. Yeah. And Yoda's yeah. like, no, you won't. And then he totally does. Yeah. And he tells totally him, does. don't confront Darth Vader, whatever you do. Ready, you are not. And then the next time he sees Yoda, he's like, yo, go confront Darth Vader. You can't do that. You can't be a Jedi unless you do that. Right? Yep. Yeah. It's, Super confusing. Not helpful. Like, I, I'm not sure. Like, th- there seem to be rules with the Jedi. And they just, they don't seem to be thought out like at all. Like, yep. I'm not sure if there are rules anymore. It's it's like when they reject Anakin for not allowing him to be a master on the but he can sit on the council. You're like, but why? Like, I haven't seen this conehead over here do anything. Like, <laughs> what are we doing here? What does it mean to be a master? Yeah. Or to sit on the council? Why why aren't there tests for this? There should be a standardized test and not just like feeling the room out. Like, hey y'all, <laughs> do we think we should let him in our super secret meetings? No, I had a bad burrito. Like my stomach hurts. I don't want to do that. Okay, you I'm cannot searching be my feelings, and my stomach is upset. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it must be Anakin. No, oh, so okay. So Obi Wan is constantly annoyed at Anakin in the entire yes. prequel trilogy. It's like he's like okay, he's kind of bitchy. Like yeah, there's and there <laughs> you know annoyance and anger they bleed into each other pretty easy. Like yeah. how is he not constantly angry and constantly afraid for Anakin's safety? 
Like, Obi-Wan well, has well, all those emotions, too. Fear leads to annoyance. Annoyance <laughs> leads to irritation. Irritation <laughs> leads to anger. <laughs> you know? There's some extra steps that should have been covered. No, I've been thinking about this a lot because when I was shown this by my father, when he was showing me this, uh, my adopted father, he he used these as a tool to teach self-control, um, to teach integrity, to teach courage. Okay. Um, which are all great things to do, and, and Star Wars very easily lends itself to that because it you can't look too deep into it. You have to kind yeah. of take it literally at face value at what they say, which is kind of a lot of how parenting happens when you're a young child, is a lot of times when you tell your kids stuff, a lot of times they have to take it at face value. Don't hit your sister. Why? Well, because it's bad to hit people or it's bad to hit your family. Why is it bad? Like we can, we can do this long thing, but sometimes the kid isn't ready to understand every reason. And sometimes you have to just stop the buck and say, you know what? Don't hit your sister. Sorry. That's the rule. Mm -hmm. And so that was how these movies were presented to me. And in that way, they're very good, but they do teach a very bad lesson. They teach the lesson that extreme emotions are bad because they are extreme and no one should be present for extreme emotions. And this was a bad lesson for me to learn as someone that had extreme emotions. And I did conceal and not feel for a very long time because I thought that was a good thing to do. It's a terrible thing to do. Guess what? Human beings are meant to express emotions. They're not meant to not express them. <laughs> when you shove them down really, really far, bad things happen. And that's not emotionally healthy. And the Jedi, for all, all the good that Luke does, Luke breaks every rule of the Jedi uh, while still maintaining that they're good, which is why I like Last Jedi so much is because eventually he sees how that does not work out. And he says, you know what? I, I did not like that at all. I don't know why I said that all those years. Like, no, it doesn't work. You have emotions. You're, you're, a one, you're a one thing. You're a one person. And it always felt natural to me that the Jedi Order and the Sith were both wrong. Just one was violently wrong and one was, was passively wrong. One caused emotional trauma. One killed people. Yeah, physical trauma, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, death yeah. is a physical trauma. Yeah, I guess so. It's like the yeah. most, I guess death is the most traumatic experience you can go through. Exactly. Huh, yeah. interesting. I've never considered it. So, so, I so, you know, the, the Jedi were sitting there training the younglings to never have extreme emotions, and then the Sith just killed the younglings. <laughs> <laughs> and then raised, raised one, right? Raised one up to do that, right? And I just think about it a lot, and I think about how people internalize the wrong messages from Star Wars all the time. Like we talked about last time in episode five, right? The, uh, the try, do or do not, there is no try, right? And how at face value, that's a really bad thing to, to take into account. Um, and I think this is, this is a similar thing here. You know, the, the search your feelings, don't get angry. Like it only works in the end because Darth Vader feels love towards Luke and wants to save him. And it's the same love that Luke had for his friends when he wouldn't let them die which should not be allowed because Jedi can't have attachment. But guess what? He killed the emperor. Like, yeah. You're going to say that was wrong to do Jedi council. Also, you're all dead. Mm -hmm. um, how'd that work out for you? Yeah. It, it seems like it, there is a little bit of subtlety to it where it's, it's like pointing to don't act on the strong negative emotions like hatred and anger and those sorts of things. I, I've always felt like the the confrontation with the emperor when he's like, you know, strike me down and then you'll be on the path to the dark side. I was like, wait, no, like he can be angry. He can have hatred for this guy and kill him. And that's a good thing for him to do. You know, just on like, this is a bad person who needs to die. And that's okay if he's feeling different things. Mm -hmm. That's what I've always thought. I was like, this seems a little, 
a little weird that this is, it's kind of like, you know, if Han shoots first, he's a bad guy. It's like, no, this he is, is a bad guy. And it's okay to shoot someone who's going to shoot you first. This is true. Like these are, <laughs> you know, like, like kind of these false situations or false dichotomies, maybe. Right. Like, yeah, well, I, I don't deserve to die. Quite... Please kill this guy. Yeah. Who, who yeah. The planet. But the moral roadblocks that the movie sort of puts in, in the way there as a kid is incredibly convincing. Oh yeah. Like, it makes sense. Yeah. It's like the same yeah. stuff with like the Joker and Batman, right? Like, I'm going to make you break your one rule. It's like, oh, maybe you, you probably definitely should break that rule, though. Like, you should kill that guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you kill him, like, everything this, would be better. <laughs> this is that situation where it's like, well, the law can't do anything. And no one, you can't stop him by doing You just have to kill him. You like, know what? That's it. And if it makes you, just you feel better, him. just sort of, like, push him off the edge. Just, like, give him a little shove. <laughs> <laughs> Look the other way. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Poor old Sheev Palpatine is just plummeting to his death. I bumped him. Oops. My sword went into his chest. I'm sorry, Jesse. But, yeah, we, we, I, I interrupted you. I can't. I can't remember what did, I was about to did say. Did that answer but, your question, or, or did I? I, I think so. It, it basically sounds like there's not quite an answer, other than to say that, like, yeah, it doesn't make sense if you dig deeper, really. Kind of like as an adult with like a nuanced sense of morality mm-hmm. and living, uh, these movies don't really hold up in their moral sense or something. Yeah. Complexity but, in any way. Yeah. yeah. But maybe for a kid, it's beautiful for a kid. It's, it's Simple. very clear. It's black and white. Yeah. We've got a black hat. We got a, bl- yeah. a white hat. And the thing that I think about is the fact that it does delve into, it, it's not quite as simple as black hat, white hat. Like yeah. it delves in, it, it's, it makes these statements about the world. Like there is this duality. We've got to find balance in the force. And it seems like that seems like something that was just kind of written off without really thinking about the implication. That's a complicated universe you're entering there. It's a complicated universe, though, that the movie does not treat in that way. That's true. And it's not even asking the viewer to treat that way. Like, as, as, we, as we were just saying, yeah. like, you dealt, you dealt away with the dark side. There is no balance now. Right. But the movie doesn't talk about that at all, because the movie is basically just a Western. And the bad guys got vanquished and the good guys win. Right? Yeah. yeah. And also the balance thing doesn't really come up till the prequel trilogy. Yeah, that's true. Right. And also, that's when you kind of realize that maybe the Jedi are a little more creepy than, than you were led to believe in the original yeah. trilogy. The whole idea that they take away children from their parents and like mm-hmm. have this school where they're training them for over a, a de- like a decade and a half. Yeah. Like that. We're, we're that, so sorry that you are in slavery, but um, you will never see your son again. Really sorry. He's going to be a Jedi, though. So I hope you can bear your life of slavery well. With the knowledge that he's going to be a Jedi. The Jedi never seemed compelling in that one. And sometimes I wondered if the prequels were a way for him to say, like, well, okay, maybe the Jedi really aren't all that great. Maybe there needs to be something else that needs to come after the Jedi Sith to bring real fulfillment, which we, I guess, sort of got with Rey. I totally believe that he did have an answer to the balance question. I really do think that he had something worked out. And I think it probably would have been something like a gray Jedi, because guess what? If you take the Sith and the light and you mush them into one, you got a, you got a human person. I don't think he's dumb. And I think that he knew that. And I think he had a plan for it. And I think that he, his idea was completely disregarded um, in favor of something which wasn't cohesive and just further muddies these waters and makes it so hard to get an answer. Maybe that's why I, I feel like just a constant frustration with, with star Wars in general, because it's like, 
on the one hand, it seems to be dipping its toe into sort of complex moral questions and complex like philosophy and stuff. But then as soon as you start looking at that, it's like, oh, no, 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 this is a fun kids movie. Like, yeah. no, don't, don't ask those questions. Look at it's the kinda, porn. Yeah. You know what? It's kind of like how I felt about Tenet. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Isn't it funny how everything goes back to Tenet? One word it unlocks everything. Yeah. Unlocks some doors <laughs> you, know, you don't want to open. Yeah. Apparently George Lucas's sequel trilogy was going to be about like metachlorians. Sick. And just, I do want to know more though. And just, I do want to know more. And just about them and like metachlorians, like what they want and they're infighting almost. But that's also when I get the feeling like that you were just describing where it's like, no, I don't want that. I want, give me the Ewoks again, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the, the Ewoks would have been cute. Yeah. You don't know. He likes cute cgi bullshit so maybe also ugly cgi bullshit and jar jar binks he like stands by jar jar binks to this day that guy i loved him as a kid yep (laughs) loved him as a kid you guys have no taste no taste at all well doesn't matter all right i think i think we need to to wrap up a little bit and i would ask you guys to give me a jesse give me your power ranking of these these original og trilogy that's really tough. I, I think it's Empire Strikes Back. I think that's number one. I, I enjoy that one the most now. And then it's like a toss up between A New Hope and this one for me. Like, I think they're basically equal. Like, one is a great beginning, cheesy beginning, and then it's a, it's a good ending and less cheesy with, like, lessons learned. Right. But, like, it's it's too long. It's too long compared to the other two, so like I'd prefer to watch A New Hope than this. I don't know; they're like equal. What do you think, Mike? Do do you, is is it five at, at the, as the king, and then four and, and six kind of sit as like demigods? I'm gonna go for it. I'm saying five, six, four. That's what it is for me. There's a lot of nostalgia. There's a lot of the fact that I've seen four more than any of the other ones as an adult, um, because I can't count the number of Star Wars marathons I've started. Um, (laughs) so I don't really want to see that one again anytime soon, but I have not finished any of any of those marathons until now, uh, as an adult. And so six, I've seen the least as an adult. And so I, I wouldn't mind revisiting it. And I just have a lot of love for, for eight year old Mike, like that, that little kid, like seeing the universe, uh, seeing duality in Luke's face, keeping that healthy inner child alive. Yeah good you know what i'm gonna say i'm actually gonna say i didn't think i'd say this before watching six again it's four it's five four six for me okay because i have actually seen for the least amount really in my life oh because you you did the thing where you would i do five five and six and so after watching it and seeing that i think it's basically structurally like an unassailably perfect construction even if it's like cheesy as all balls and like not that fun with not a lot of action. Yeah, it was still fresh enough and, and, yeah. and solid enough. And honestly, trying to get through Return it's of the so Jedi simple. this last time was it is yeah. much too long. And now I infinitely prefer the first hour, hour fifteen to the last hour, hour fifteen. And I will fast forward every scene at the end that is not Luke and Vader in the throne room. Yeah. I'm just gonna like keep fast forwarding like Endor. Nope. Like <laughs> fight against the Death Star. Nope. Back back to Luke. <laughs> Give me back to Luke. And the fourth one is all about Luke and what a nerd he was. Like, what a baby. <laughs> yeah. He's very whiny. Oh, can I can I just point Why out that we all, have, we all have perfect balance right now? 
It's great. We do. We yeah. do. Maybe we're the chosen one. We're a triad. It's it's a new thing. It's a new thing. <laughs> do you see me when I'm changing? The dad triad. Wait, what? Because <laughs> we were just talking about Forest Dyad and Rule of Two, and I'm saying now it's like a, it's like a Rule of Three, but I didn't want to say that because it's Sith, so I said triad because that's light side. And then you said, do you see me changing? And now I don't know what to do. <laughs> doesn't doesn't she? <laughs> I think. Are, doesn't are she you... like break in on him when he's like. Oh, yeah. Or... All right. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. I mean, sometimes. <laughs> it's, cool. it's been Whatever. known to happen. <laughs> it's been known to happen. Oh, I'll let you know man. the next time it happens. I'll, I'll shout at <laughs> you right. from across yeah. the room. <laughs> yeah. And you'll get to see the room that I'm in. And it'll be great. Nice. Wait, is the scene that's a, that's like that when when they fight in the throne room is that in two or in sorry in eight or nine? Eight. I thought it was in nine for a second. I was like, maybe it does have a good scene. No, nope. 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 <laughs> Best scene is in eight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, as, as we've talked about before, we, these are dad movies. These are all dad movies, and I think we've elucidated a lot of the reasons why. Like Jesse's shown this already to his kids. Me and Mike are, are so ready and excited to do that. Oh yeah. You know, and this is this has just been a real pleasure, guys. Like when we started this show, doing the OG trilogy was something we always wanted to do, and we knew that we had to do it before we ever stopped the podcast. And we've done it, and that, that feels like a really big deal. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> this is like this is like earning your wings at pilot school for a podcaster. Like, did you do a podcast on Star Wars? <laughs> we did three yeah. on the OG trilogy. Uh, that's right. Eight more to go. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Wait, have you seen have you seen Rogue One with your kids? No. Have you shown them that? That's yeah, the only okay. one you didn't, right? That's the only one. Uh, yeah. I had okay. already seen Rogue One. It's like, oh that's yeah, that one's dark, dark and sad. I don't want yeah. them to see that and yeah, then the we spies. saw some of Solo's story and you know, whatever. Turn it know. off. Yeah, that's a piece of <laughs> Yeah, they yeah. walked away and I was like, I Did we see that stick this out? I think we did. Yeah. I know I saw it in theaters. I'm was it with you? I'm sure we've had this conversation in the last podcast. <laughs> it's just such a forgettable movie. <laughs> did we experience that forgettable thing together once? So uh, next week, as everyone knows, it's the new year. And as we've been, we did last year, we're doing the same thing this year, which is uh, taking a week off. So after this episode, enjoy your new year. Uh, enjoy that hazy period between... Uh, Christmas, New Year, and then whenever anyone goes back to their jobs. <laughs> I don't know what day it is. Um, that, that's a fun time, but we thank you for sticking with us for another year. It was a blast, and we hope to give you some new, exciting movies and, and different stuff that we're trying out. We're going to be changing up the show some, changing up the movies that we've been selecting. It's a whole new year, whole new us. So stick New with year, us. new you. Exactly. New year, new pod, baby. We'll see what it brings. We'll see what it brings. Uh, anything else to talk about Star Wars before we bid adieu for hopefully a good while? Wisa got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. I'm not even mad. It was good. Yeah. Um, so without any further ado, Happy, Happy New, New Year. Year. <laughs> and good night.